Well, grand Friday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in. Uh, this is Justina DeMarco, and I'm your hostess for today and always. And thank you for uh, tuning in to this live uh, today. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California, by the way. Uh, this is, we had pretty much a week long of full rainy weather, you know, which we really took advantage of. We don't get that very often here consistently, especially for uh, sequential days. So this is a very, very good week, and it really kind of ushers in uh, the the coziness and the warmth of what I want to talk about today, which is my father, uh, who recently passed away. I say recent. He was... Um, about two years ago, he was about a hair away from 90, actually, when he passed on. So this is actually like a continuance of his life, uh, this tribute to him today, as I kind of not really joke around, but I say uh, we probably are closer now that he has ascended, yet he's still in my life, and I can access him anytime, and, uh, you know, pretty much probably more than when he was on this, this planet, you know, and, and that's the truth, by the way. So I'm going to start a little bit about the, the role father, uh, the, the role a, a father plays in his daughter's life and kind of the psychology behind that. Of course, we know that mothers, they play a very, very important role as well. Uh, so we're not discounting motherhood today. We're just focusing more on the father and the environment that he brings into uh, the culture of the family and structure of, of the family itself. And the first thing that I really want to kind of talk about is um, he shapes his daughter's self-esteem. Uh, there's something about that male figure that really uh, has a woman to really feel solid or a little girl and a, a young adult and a woman to feel solid and like complete and there really is uh, no way that she can uh, attain that without that father energy into the home and that was one thing that really helped uh, shape me and my self-esteem, uh, my confidence. A lot of that came from having that unit inside the family, and I just knew him being the leader that I could feel the best that I could feel at any given time. Where that comes from, I have no idea. I haven't really, uh, you know, researched it that much. I'm sure there's a lot of history behind that as well. But definitely her self-esteem, the way she sees herself, the way she views herself. If she's a 4, 14, 24, 34, doesn't matter. All of that still lies within her, uh, the, the role that her father played in assisting with her self-esteem and feeling secure within herself. And, uh, and he impacts her body image, actually, which is something that we all know that is rampant nowadays. We see on television and everywhere these subliminal messages about how a woman should look and all these definitions. And psychologically, if, we, if we're not grounded in any particular truth, we can fall as, as women, as females, for all that garbage, I'm just going to be honest, that we hear and see on television or in other environmental situations or conversations among other people, that this is what defines what a woman should look like. And uh, that could lead into other issues uh, in terms of eating disorders, um, 
just a lot of things to look try to look a certain way and so that plays a big bearing uh, his role in the family on her self-image as well how she feels about herself and her body and uh, the academic abilities which I find to be very very true uh, my dad really like I said been the the, the solid uh, model that he was in my life and I was a daddy's girl I was and I felt like I could do anything and the the ability to really affect me academically I could excel I just had that energy I had that positivity that anything that I, I put my mind to I could do it I really didn't wasn't into um, personal development at that time but I was really in tune with it uh, and didn't even know it that I was playing into that whole personal development role and really didn't get into self-development until I became a young teenager yet it was already innately in me and he really helped contribute to that uh, excelling in school with social events uh, academically yeah, high grades and uh, I just I thought I could pretty much do anything and and excel at it and uh, Okay, and negative environments that lead, that can lead to a daughter's uh, self-esteem is um, just not really feeling secure. Um, that could lead to uh, substance abuse, unfortunately, uh, different types of traumas, uh, sexual promiscuity, drugs, substance, chemical abuse, uh, destructive behavior. All that can really come to play when that role isn't really reached, uh, low grades in school possibly or marginal grades, not that they're not smart enough, but just maybe the effort wasn't really placed in there because the confidence uh, was absent to do so. So it plays a very, very good role in her uh, academic abilities and all of these kind of like overlap each other, her self-esteem, which creates that confidence that she can get good grades and excel in any subject or subject matter that is brought to her. Uh, okay, and uh, social and, and communication skills. That is a real big one um, for me because kind of growing up, Oh, how do I want to say this? I was kind of like the black sheep. Okay, I'll just go ahead and, and say it that way. And, uh, you know, it wasn't really, you know, the cute little girl, you know, that got all the attention, believe it or not. You know, I kind of grew out of that. But chubby and, uh, you know, didn't really have, you know, the, the boys at school in elementary school or middle school, things started to change. Um, but, yeah, to really play that role in social, I was a little introverted, uh, you know, really didn't want to get involved in different circles or whatever. I just didn't think that I fit in uh, pretty much anywhere. So it affected my social skills, my ability to communicate effectively with others, either with students or teachers or other adults uh, in any environment I was in. I just didn't really have that, uh, you know, social aspect of it until I had gotten older. And uh, but definitely that is affected when the, you do have a father uh, figure, a positive father figure in your life, and that really helps with that as you become older. Although when you're in your adolescence, that may not be the case, uh, but that that can be developed. And uh, a father shows his daughter uh, how a woman deserves to be treated. This one, wow! This one has a, a huge effect. 
on a lot of different things. I, I don't really know what, added, what avenue to take with this, but in terms of uh, fatherhood to, to his daughter, I will say that in these types of situations, um, however he treats his wife, I'll just go ahead and, and go there, uh, really has an effect on how daughters see men in general, and it defines uh, what a man should be a way uh, what they should be willing to accept and that is not good to have that uh, model there to where maybe her mom is constantly being berated or or put down or in some sort of a verbal uh, situation that that doesn't serve anyone especially her as his wife and as the mother in the home and the daughter's uh, subconsciously pick up on that actually the the boys do too but right now we're talking about daughters uh the relationship between a husband and a wife has a huge impact on uh these different issues and how she views men as she excels into her courtship with other men um you know and and into adulthood possibly romance and getting married and all that uh that foundation can uh, cause dysfunction in who she chooses to be with, uh, what she accepts, and um, and how she can really be taken advantage of if she doesn't have the right rooting and grounding that comes from that adolescent father being present with her. And uh, help defining uh, future romances. And that's something that fathers really, really, they look at, uh, you know, who you're bringing home, when you know you become a teenager and you may start dating and have a boy over and all of that fathers are really really protective of their daughters because uh kind of like the old adage you know it takes one to know one <laughs> and and they know exactly what's going on in that whole dynamic uh, even if the the daughter isn't really aware of everything uh so they tend to find comb uh men even when they become adults uh especially when it's time to get married and to actually what they call give their daughter away, uh, which I think is beautiful, uh, saying that, okay, my father accepts you. And so uh, with that being said, you know, uh, you know, I'd be willing to marry you if you have my dad's approval, then you must not be, you know, that bad of a person or, or someone that I can see spending the rest of my life with. That's how important um, that is to have uh, the father there, too, to protect us us as, as women and, and young ladies uh, from situations that may arise uh, to where maybe we're making a mistake out of naivety or whatever it may be, insecurity, low self-esteem. We don't get into dysfunctional relationships like right out of the gate um, when we start dating. And... Uh, uh, role models. I mean, they're definitely role models to see how they act, interact with society. Uh, I grew up very, very spiritual, uh, come from a very um, religious background, uh, which I just loved. I wouldn't want to uh, come up any other way. But my dad was highly involved in our church. Uh, he was a deacon and uh, at the church for years and years. And to really have that spiritual foundation and to see him serving God is probably the biggest one on the list. And he served that role. Oh my gosh. I say sometimes, you know, we're probably at church, uh, 
more or if not uh, as much as we were home, you know, very involved every night. There was something going on at church and he was always there. You know, sometimes he was there to turn the lights on at the church. And when everybody was gone, he turned the lights out and locked the door. That was my dad um, for years. So that that one right there is like was really important to me because as I became older, I started to see that and it really you know it can intertwine into other areas of my life how I saw him uh, taking that extra step you know going that extra mile doing what he needed to do showing his family that he is a solid man or showing any type of environment that he's in that he's willing to put a hundred percent into what he's doing so um, for me that was just when I think back in retrospect that is just beautiful how he was that kind of a person and uh, working. Uh, he would work, you know, a couple of jobs, actually. Uh, and my mother wa- uh, worked part-time um, at, at school. They were both in the, the school district. But, uh, yeah, very hard worker, didn't try to uh, cut corners. He did everything he could so that he can provide for his family everything we needed and actually wanted, you know, we just didn't have our needs, you know, uh, bless God, we had some things that uh, is le- or leisures uh, to a lot of uh, kids our age. So, you know, we're definitely in appreciation for that. But his willing to go the extra mile really plays a great model role in the life of a daughter as well. And dad, dad will always make things right. <laughs> I, I really like that one because I don't care what it is. You know, if you go to dad, he's going to make it right. And, and maybe not play mom, you know, against him or anything. But you know that, okay, because they're problem solvers, as we all know. Uh, men, you go to them with an issue. And uh, instead of, you know, saying, well, I'm so sorry, I, you know, I don't know how can, uh, you know, how do you feel and all that. Okay, they're resolution-oriented. Okay, so uh, what are the the top three solutions uh, to this issue? And we'll pick one and choose that one and move forward. (laughs) You know, it it was no emotion. It was completely logical. So as girls, we always knew, you know, Dad's going to make this right. So let me just go. Uh, consult with him, and he'll do it all. You know, just wrong or right in any situ, right or wrong in any situation. And um, he had a six piece. I think I mentioned this on one of my uh, posts. Uh, you know, that the six piece to marrying. Um, you know, finding a, a mate in life if that's what you choose to do. And I remember it, I I can sleep on it, you know, I can say it in my sleep. And uh, the first one is a protector, Uh, a man, he used to tell me, you know, it protects his family. He protects his family from anything and all things uh, that's going to potentially harm his family from any direction uh, coming. Um, A provider is the second one provides for his family. It doesn't matter what it is. He will always be there uh, to provide, make sure to the best of his ability that his family gets what they need. Uh, it, it doesn't matter how how it happens. He's going to make it happen. Uh, and that's the role that a father plays. You know, I'm going to make this happen one way or the other. Something's going to come through. Uh, the patient, 
He said, have a man that's patient, not one that rushes into everything and makes, you know, rash moves and, you know, just kind of uh, ungrounded and, and all over the place. Uh, have someone who's willing to be patient and wait until whatever that thing is, until the time comes to properly make that move or do whatever needs to be done. Until then, don't do it until the time is right to do it uh, instead of creating a situation uh, that's premature. Um, a prayer life, that was a huge one. I saw my dad on his knees. Oh, my gosh. It, Wow. You know, it makes me emotional. I mean, for a girl to see her dad on his knees, wow. It's, it's one of the most beautiful experiences ever. She knows that she's safe. And, and that she's protected. That right there, just that act alone is worth a thousand words. And and that's something he would lay hands on me. And that's what we did uh, in our church, you know, and, and give our children to God. Uh, you know, they're, they're uh, uh, you know, biologically, they're children, mother and dad. But when when it comes down to it, they give that child back to God. God gave it to them to, to help protect and raise them. But in the meantime, he's given their life back. So we belong to, to both, you know, one foot in, in the divine and one foot on earth. You know, that's kind of like how I see it. Um, so that's a, a real big one to see a praying man on his knees. And, and we'd have, you know, prayer services at, at our home. And, you know, we'd kind of rotate homes with other people in the com in the community that were members of the church. And, Oh, my God, I've never seen people pray so hard in my life, <laughs> you know, and, and that's always just a, a beautiful thing to see. Even if you're not a spiritual person, just to see that will shift you. Trust me, uh, it is something very, very sacred about seeing a father on his knees uh, in a place of, of surrender from the space of, of, of strength, not from weakness, uh, surrendering to God, his family, and, and his children. That is just, wow, uh, one of the best experiences ever. And, um, wow, okay, uh, a man who's prosperous. Uh, that's uh, the, the fifth one. Uh, that, and it's not so much, you know, becoming a multi-multi-millionaire. A man that can, kind of like in the, in the Bible, it talks about, you know, feeding a, a whole village with a fish and a loaf of bread. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, when things were a little tight or whatever, we never went without, never went without. And behind the scenes, there was always some play, you know, something going on to where we could have, you know, what we needed. It didn't matter. And they, uh, you know, my mom and dad never really talked to us about how it happened. We just knew it happened. The food was on the table. The lights were on at the end of the day. Everything looked good because they, they were behind the scenes and making everything happen. Uh, and sometimes I think we can grow up and think that it's supposed to be that way because we don't know what was happening behind the scenes. We just thought naturally that things just show up, uh, you know, which isn't exactly, um, you know, a, a clear perspective on, on how it is because things just don't happen. Uh, we allow it with flow, uh, make ways for it to happen and open room for it to happen. Oh, so th these are just some of the things that I wanted um, to really discuss 
you know, I'm, I'm thinking now about the memories, you know, my father, his name is James, and um, we, I would just like, like I said, I was a daddy's girl, and uh, I follow him, everything he did, I wanted to do, I don't, I don't care what it was, if it was his food, I, I wanted his plate, you know, and, and I had my own plate, but I wanted dad's, I wanted to eat dad's food. And um, he was very active in his younger years. And actually, you know, he never stopped being active. He grew gardens, and we had our own garden and, and, and things like that. So that was kind of like his his therapeutic hobby. Uh, Grapevines, we had it all. Usually you don't hear stories like this in California, uh, but my dad created it, <laughs> you know. So it, it was just really nice to have, you know, the things that, um, you know, we did and have organic food on the table without uh, the, the price, you know, the salty prices of, of having to buy organic. We had a lot of our own vegetables and stuff that we grew. But, uh, yeah, definitely he was just uh, very athletic. We'd work out together, and that's how I got into health and fitness for the most part. Uh, we had weights in the garage, which, you know, was insane at the time. It could be like 100 degrees outside, and, and my dad's out in the garage pumping iron. You know, it's like you no know, uh, machines, no no fans, no air conditioning like we have in the, in the gyms now. It was just straight exercise. And I would take the little plates, you know, the, the five or ten pounders that go on the, the barbell and just lift. Didn't know what I was doing, but I thought, hey, this looks pretty cool. You know, and I started lifting weights and I knew how it made me feel and stuff. So I really wanted to just, you know, work out with them and and saw that it had later on health benefits to doing that. And, you know, drinking his water, I remember he had this uh, canteen. Um, I haven't seen one in a while, but it's like a... I, aluminum or metal or something, but he'd have his water in this can, in this uh, canteen, and it would stay literally cold all day long. I don't know if they make them like that anymore. It would have frost around the outside of it. This water was so cold, and I would always want to drink out of that canteen. And again, it's like, well, you have your own water. Go get your own water. I'm like, no, I want Dad's canteen. You know, just one of those things. You I don't know why, but that's just the way it was. And, um, you know, asking a lot of questions, he would always say that. Justina, you ask way too many questions. Yeah, I was always inquisitive. And, and, you know, wanting to know more about uh, different things. And, and he would always just say that, you just ask too many questions, you know. And, and he meant it, you know, in all goodness. And, um, but, you know, he'd eventually talk, you know, whatever it was. But even if it was a little unorthodox, you know, to talk to your daughter about something, uh, you know, it was just like, okay, well, this is all I can tell you about it. So I really, really appreciated that. Um, and my homecoming in high school, I was actually nominated for uh, homecoming a, a couple of times. Uh, and junior darling, at, at no, I had no idea, I had no, um, you know, choice in the voting or whatever. I would just, people would tell me, okay, you've been nominated. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and um, you know, he ended up walking me 
Uh, you know, when the when the night comes to where, you know, they choose the king and the queen and all that fun stuff. And instead of having like one of the boys from the school or a friend or whatever, I wanted my father to walk me. And I didn't really know at the time, but that to me felt a lot more honorable than uh, any male, I would say, friend of mine could have done. You know, it's kind of like a, a premarital I'm not really sure what it was, but yeah, it was just like, okay, I want my dad, if I win, which I got second place, you know, and I want my dad to be involved in this. And so uh, just things like that. I was going through albums and and stuff and just really, uh, you know, getting refreshed on a lot of this stuff and a lot of this stuff. But uh, just, I can remember, he never really uh, spanked me or anything like that. I think I was only maybe popped one time by my dad in like the entire, you know, 17 years or 18 years that I was actually in the house. Uh, just one time, he was very reluctant, you know, to to pop, you know, or, or hit or whatever, you know, and, and which is a, a, a way of, of, of a structure. And, you know, with some people, some parents don't believe in it. But yeah, he popped me one time. I can't literally, I can't remember what happened, but I was just like devastated. I'm like, oh my God, dad popped me. You know, it's like the end of the world. And I just felt so bad. I said, I will never let that happen. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, he said, no, you don't do that. And he just kind of popped me. And I said, oh my God, you know, that, that right there just told me that dad didn't like that. So I need to not ever do that again, you know? So, um, he just taught me a lot about, um, self-respect and, and how to be a young woman, how to carry myself without even really knowing what he was, you know, what he was doing and what he was instilling in me. It was just part of, part of the process uh, that I had to go through. And as I became older, you know, in hindsight, you know, 2020, I can see how all that played into who I am today and always having dreams and ambition uh, and everything. So, yes, and uh, dreamed, I mean, it's just really, really um, nice. I mean, my dad, I, I can't thank him enough you know, for everything that he's done for me, and, um, you know, he's present with me now, even on this, this, um, this call, I know he is, I can feel his presence, but, yeah, just a, a very, very wonderful man, and, um, just everything that, that he's done, I'm gonna see if I can see a little more, uh, a joke sometimes, I mean, it was just always, what he wanted to do and I've always wanted him to you know pursue his dreams and pursue his goals and a lot of things that he wanted to do it kind of went on the back burner um you know with his family coming first and everything and one of those is to be a professional photographer uh, and he had equipment like professional equipment and would just you know, put it back in the, in the cabinet or, you know, wherever, somewhere, and didn't really touch it or, you know, uh, do anything, but he would always take pictures. And we'd, we'd go on vacations and, and family trips and and all anywhere. He would always just take scenic pictures. He had loads of 
of disposable cameras. He had real ones too, digital, but uh, that never got developed, you know, and I wish the world that I could have all those disposable uh, cameras, they're, they're probably all gone now, I'm sure they are, but um, to actually have, you know, those with me and get those developed, you know, and that just really brings back, you know, that that whole thing is, you know, he took upon the responsibility of his family, although he really wanted to be a, a professional photographer. You know, he shared that and he had the equipment. So, yes, I'm just going to kind of wrap it up from here, but I just want um, to, I wanted to do this today. I had uh, some people scheduled and I said, you know what? And it just came to me. I was in prayer and meditation, as a matter of fact, and it came upon my heart who, you know, what's tomorrow? And I said, tomorrow's dad's birthday. And so I just kind of got silent and I said, oh my gosh, okay, okay, I get it. You know, all that happened for a reason and I need to get on this, uh, my podcast today to really contribute um, and give tribute my thanks and honor and everything I have for my dad. It, it's just, you know, I, I look at my life today and I'm, I'm still pursuing things. I've gone through a, a lot of huge, huge, I mean like life storms that would flip most people out. Um, and, and came out, you know, standing and, and, you know, with broad shoulders. And it doesn't matter because I have that instilled in me that I can do anything. I can do absolutely anything. And it doesn't matter whatever comes my way, I deal with it, a cry, uh, you know, get healing, whatever needs to take place. But it doesn't define who I am. Uh, what happens to me or anyone, as a matter of fact, does not define that person. It's just a situation. And to be able to detach that takes a lot of in-work, in-work, in, inner um, building, inner groundness, to not, you know, kind of go off on a tangent and take on some identity that has nothing to do with, with us. It's just a situation. It's not who we are. It doesn't define who we are. And I just, I can't even put a price on that, how that has, has, um, you know, really come to me that I can, I can overcome anything, you know, with God, all things are possible. And, and that is the honest truth. And him being a man of God gives me that, that same, you know, godly strength. It's, it's, you know, both, both sides of the same or two things on, on the same side of the coin. And so I just wanted to really share with everyone today my father and uh, the impact that he had in my life. I can go on and on, but I know time is of, of um, you know, the essence. And But I appreciate you getting on the call today. Uh, if you have any questions or anything, I'm going to put the link below because I do have a new podcast page, um, Delicious Dose of Well-Being, and I'll put that into the comments um, after this recording. Or, you know, if, if you want, you can go ahead and inbox me in my, on my um, newsfeed page, on my profile page. It doesn't matter. If you have any questions, definitely please ask, because I'm sure uh, if, if you're asking, then other people are probably asking the same question. So feel free to do that. 
And um, yes, like I said, open for questions. And uh, I appreciate everyone who tuned in today. This is kind of impromptu, uh, something that came upon me yesterday. But yes, yeah, I just give honor definitely to my father. And I thank God for allowing me to be his daughter. And I, I wouldn't ask for another father uh, ever. I, I could never have a better father than I had with my dad. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, this podcast for today, April 10th, the wonderful day, 1420. <laughs> uh, my dad's 92nd uh, birthday, if he were still present here on earth. So everyone have a wonderful day. Again, any questions, comment below. If you don't want it to be a public question, inbox me either on my business page or on my regular profile page. And I'm here to help. And it was I was led actually next week I'm going to be talking on absentee fatherhood, uh, which takes a little more uh, in-depth look at that and how... Uh, children, and we're talking kind of about girls today, can still have the same success even if their father isn't physically in the home or if it's a dysfunctional situation or verbal, any type of abuse or anything going on. Uh, it's not uh, healthy for the, the family to have a man in the house that is performing that way. Uh, it does uh, no one good. And so it could b go both ways. You know, having a father there that's, um, you know, critical and, and undermining and, and things of that nature. Well, great, great Freedom Friday to everyone today. This is your hostess, Jacina DeMarco. And I'm glad that all of you were able to uh, listen in to this broadcast today. And uh, just a little recap, last week we did go over uh, the importance of a father's role in a daughter's life. And actually we're going to have a very, very surprise uh, guest speaker next week just to kind of give you an update and uh, what to look forward to. Uh, a very special guest who's going to be actually adding in on that uh, in terms of absentee. Uh, fatherhood in the home. So that's going to be really good and it will just kind of bring full circle uh, that whole uh, episode that we had last week. And uh, this week I just really want to talk a little bit about what is going on um, in the atmosphere basically and in the the way that people are feeling uh, maybe a little humdrum, maybe negative or uncertain about the conditions and what's going on basically in the world today. And not so much about the conditions in and of themselves, but how we can actually respond to that and uh, how we can get through this and still remain dignified and feeling great about ourselves at the same time. And I think that in particular, this is a good time, it's an excellent time actually, for us to actually go in and uh, go deep inside and see exactly how we're feeling, uh, what's showing up for us, uh, how are we reacting, how is our response to the situation a reflection on ourselves and who we want to be. I think that's very, very important, and I'm sure most of you would agree with that. It is a little challenging to do that, but I think it's a very good time to do that, to really be proactive and say, 
who is in control here of my life, my situation, my family, my business, my financial situation, my health, just to really look at every aspect of life since we do have a quote-unquote downtime right now, to really just kind of sit with ourselves and think about these things, as uncomfortable as that may be. But I think it is very important because I think this is, in a way, exposing to us as humanity, not just individual or socioeconomic or, or demographic, not targeting any type of particular group in general, but just mankind in general. Who are we depending on to sustain ourselves? Are we really in control of our own lives, or do our lives set in the hand or the seat of another individual or entity? That is a very, very good question to really sit down, if nothing else, to ponder that question in and of itself. And what does that say about our future for ourselves, our family, our finances, our situations, and everything and all things that are involved in that question to really know how responsible are we uh, who are we dependent upon? How much control do I really have over my own life? Or is it in the hands of some outward stimulus that could have everything come crashing or tumbling down at the sp split of a second uh, without anything that we can do, no defense mechanisms or anything that we can really do about it? And to be uh, helpless in that situation, is that what we really want? And this could happen again, and for the next, you know, 20, 30, however many years. But this is something I think we can be present with and really learn from what we're going through right now and come out of it even more empowered than we were when all of this began. Uh, I believe this particular situation for most of us was kind of um, sprung up at, you know, no real warning. Uh, it started out as one thing and it ended up being, I believe, a lot more severe and serious than we all thought it would. So the, the positive, one of the positives in this is to do some self-check and to really see where we are. We live on a day-to-day -day basis, and we just kind of, you know, want things to move forward and hope that things happen a certain way with no real particular plan or order for ourselves, no uh, life plan or uh, something that's very, very specific that could actually overpower any situation or sustain us in any situation that may come our way in this world. Uh, is something that we can definitely uh, spend time with ourselves with. So for those of you who feel that way, I think that this is a good time, and I really wanted to share that today, to be positive and feel empowered and feel that this is something that I'm going through. This is uh, write down maybe journal uh, things that I've learned about myself in going through this situation, what I learned about my family, my finances, how I need to take better control of this, that, and the other, 
and moving forward say, okay, now I can be proactive because I saw what happened this last uh, six months or, or six weeks to two months, and I don't like the way this feels. I don't like the way it looks, and I'm going to do something about it and be proactive so that I can ensure that if anything else were to come about, I will at, be, at least be in the, the best situation possible that I can be in if anything, any crises or anything, uh, whether it's an act of nature or anything uh, else, that I can actually sustain myself and be proactive and be able to move forward and have that shield up as a guard if anything else were to come up in the future. So uh, that is something that, that I really wanted to share today and uh, to a word of encouragement. It's not, you know, doom, gloom, and oh my gosh, you know, I'm not, you know, trying to be confrontational or anything, but it is something that we all have to accept and have to look in the mirror and ask ourselves these questions. And I think now is a great time to do that. Uh, getting involved in the community, I put a post up. The gifts that we have, uh, the talents that we have, things that we've buried, actually. This is also a good time to look at those options, um, you know, as being a, a new business owner. You know, what do I really love to do? What am I doing now? It's paying the bills. I'm, you know, saving money. I'm doing all this, which is all great things. But is it my passion? Does it make me happy? When I get up in the morning, how do I feel? When I go to bed, how do I feel? To really heighten the awareness of that could maybe propel uh, some of you to want to start your own business now, to see that you don't want your future resting in the arms or the seat of another or an entity or any uh, outside source or, or stimulus. So that is definitely something, and uh, getting back to my original uh, point is getting involved in the community. That is one of the best ways to feel better about ourselves and our situation is to do something for someone else. There is no other way to feel better, in my opinion, when we're down and out and going through uncertainties and, and situations than to go do something find out what we can do to help another person. That brings everyone to a win-win space, and I think that's what we can really do now uh, is to see you know, who needs and how can I provide uh, that question just with what I have. How can I help? Uh, who can I help? Would make us feel a lot more empowered and involved, and would uh, do a mind shift actually to kind of get out of uh, that that whole negative spiral of feeling sorry for ourselves. To actually go out and utilize that time to do something for someone else, or another family, or someone who's struggling with a particular thing, and you have a gift, or a talent, or a skill that can help that individual or uh, that company, or whatever it may be, and that way you feel empowered, you feel like you're making a contribution, which would replace a lot of the negativity, a lot of the uh, feeling down and out uh, with ourselves. So uh, that's something we all can do, and we all have a gift. If we really sat down and, and thought about it, something we can do today or this weekend 
that can help another person. There's no doubt in my mind, everyone on this that's listening in has something they can do, even today or this weekend, as quick as quickly as that, uh, to uh, enhance another person's life or situation. Okay, so those are my thoughts for today. Uh, definitely, if you ever have any comments, by the way, uh, I encourage you to uh, comment below on my regular uh, Facebook profile page and also uh, my delicious dose uh, of well-being, and I will post that link also in the comments below. If you decide to inbox me, whatever you feel comfortable with, I love the feedback. I am going to start open floor podcasts soon. You know, I'm getting everything up and running, and, you know, you don't have to wait until you know everything to do something. That's that's the beauty of growth, right? <laughs> or else, you know, we'd never get anything done. So um, have a wonderful weekend, everyone. And like I said, uh, any comments, please, um, I, I love feedback. So uh, definitely let me know what's on your mind or uh, if you have anything you want to suggest and I can uh, you know, make it public on a podcast. This is actually streaming. It will be on four to five different other platforms, which takes your message, your comments, your inquiries, all that to potentially millions of people. Okay, and that's the, the whole reason for that. Um, so feel free to uh, express yourself. Okay, so everyone have a wonderful weekend. And I uh, will definitely, next Friday is one that you do not want to miss, trust me. And we have a special guest speaker. And it's going to be a kind of a continuation from my last week on uh, fathers and daughters. And I think family definitely, well-being, our health, all of that. Uh, our environments, all of that, it's all tied together. You can't have one element without the other. So uh, with that being said... Uh, enjoy the rest of your Friday, and we will uh, connect soon. Bye-bye. Bye for now.